Glad you could join us. Now shut up so I can listen. Welcome to the Pro EDU Podcast, where Gary and David talk and drink with your favorite photographers. At Pro EDU, we bring you the top working professionals to share their secrets of success in the most demanding of markets. I don't know about you, I take comfort in that. Let's crack open the white claw and start the show. In this episode, we are sitting down with Justin Lister, and we're actually in the middle of filming his tutorial. We've been here three days, quarantined. I'm also joined with co-host David, the Dr. Parrish. The good doctor. Guys, we're in the middle of a tutorial, and Justin, we've been kind of getting to know you. Like, both of you have been, like, the first people I've seen since my family in a long time. Like two months. It's been great. Yeah, I know. Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, man. Our it's boy. good to get out of the house, for sure. I'm going to be really sad and might cry when you leave, Justin. <laughs> I doubt it. I think you have got some more work to do. We, well, we always have more work to do. Justin, let's, dude, let's start with what we're doing here this week. Yeah, man, we're doing uh, color work in Lightroom. So I kind of have a unique process when I edit my photos. I do all my color work in Lightroom and you know, I make a million different versions of an image, maybe not a million, but maybe 20 and do it really fast and a lot of different variations and you know, people are surprised by it. So I just kind of want to show people how I do it. You know, it's been really interesting to see and you've kind of changed my opinion on Lightroom color grading with how you do what you do. So, let me put that into kind of perspective. So as someone who's been making these like very complex commercial color grading workflow tutorials, it takes so many steps to get a color grade. But when you're working for a commercial client, you kind of need that control with all the layers and isolating things and going back. But for the most part, for, for what you're doing, it's a completely different process. So for you, you appreciate speed and ease of the program, like far more than, I don't know. It, does that sound right or? Yeah, right? definitely. And it's it's interesting too, because again, also Capture One user, Photoshop user uh, over here. Capture One. Like watching you edit in Lightroom and, and you know, sometimes it's really fine masks and sometimes it's these masks that have these overlaps and, and it's not super fine, but the results are still super fine. Uh, it's it's been kind of an eye-opening experience. I think I've always looked at Lightroom. I think as a lot of people do, as kind of the starting point, the beginner. But you graduate from it, and to see how you've taken not only commercial level stuff, but also fine art level stuff, and you're doing it all in Lightroom, it's really been a eye-opening experience about the power of the program. Yeah, man. See, people talk trash on Lightroom, but. You know, I edited so many images on that thing. I like, I know it backwards and forwards. And, you know, I started with wedding, so I would have to, I would just like experiment with it, you know? I'm going to be the first to admit that I've talked trash on Lightroom. Yeah, I think I'm, I, everybody I've, I've does. Been, first, it was the frustration of them never getting their tethering game together. You know? Yeah, I know. And it was I like, don't even use it for tethering, so I'll agree with that. 
So that was the first trash talking. But I, I don't know. Like, I guess it's been a while since I've really, A, like just done any photography since, you know, we've been doing these tutorials. But B, like we've been doing so much with Photoshop that like just the type of work that you do, like when we initially started talking, I was like, yeah, color grading, let's do it. And you're like, I, I use Lightroom. I'm like, no way. Like, what? How? Yes, we have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like if I, I, I know Photoshop well too, but if I had to do some of the stuff that I do in Lightroom and Photoshop, it would take me so freaking long. So, you know, it's just easier for me. They, I think a few years ago, they came out with like adjustment brushes with sliders that you could do any tool you wanted. And that is so powerful because in Photoshop, you have to like add a new layer and then add another one and another one and then do all this crazy stuff. You, you know, it's super advanced. Like if I just want to bring the highlights down, I could just brush that in and bring them down. It doesn't affect anything else. So for me, it's just so much faster, so much better. And then it gives this like super unique look that I'm just drawn to. Yeah, the looks and how quickly you can make a variety of looks and then put them all together is actually a, this like huge benefit that I did not expect to like love as much as I do. Because like in, in Photoshop, if you really want to create multiple versions, there's like a lot of steps and a lot of minutes involved. But with you like sm smash, what is it, com command comma? Yeah, making yeah. a new uh, oh, the virtual copies. The yeah, virtual, virtual copies, copies are like marking. And then all you have to yeah. do is hit the end button, and then and it, it just shows them all all yeah. next to each other. If I did that in yeah. in Photoshop, I'd spend ten minutes like adjusting the well, windows yeah. and like doesn't setting even have them next a way to each other. Outline and, and be able to just view a gallery of like, oh, here's no. this look, here's this look, here's this look. Like, I'm a I'm a big uh, user of Pratik's program, uh, Infinite Color Panel. Um, and if I you never ever, used like, it, oh, no. it's, it's super cool, but it gives you a bunch of looks, but you kind of have to decide at the moment, that's the look I'm going to keep. Like, it looks really cool. I'm going to adjust it, but that's the look I'm going to keep. I can't, I can't pull up as we've done multiple times today. <laughs> I can't pull up 15 unique views and look at them all and be like, well, that's the one that I'm attracted to. And I think it's so amazing. Like as a photographer watching you work, I, I think it's so amazing. And, and how that can help an individual develop their style because they can automatically see multiple edits and kind of find out what they're drawn to and then go in and fine tune that. Yeah. The cool thing is you can either start from the beginning or, or build on what you've done already. So like I'll make a, another copy of an image and get it to a point I like, and then build on that and then make another copy and build on that. And, and then I can go back to the beginning and just start from scratch and I can use presets. I could do any number of things to get like, you know, 20 different looks. And then I just put them all up. I look at them. It's like, which one uh, connects with me emotionally? And, you know, just go with it and kind of fine tune it. And then I'm done. And you, you bring up another point right now that a lot of photographers often reject, which is presets. Um, and having watched you work now for several days, I, I, I got to say, I feel like you've changed my religions on presets too. Because you know, you're taking presets and you're starting there, you're using them as, a, Oh, I kind of like this one factor. And then you're eliminating or editing out all the other factors that you don't like and kind of creating this unique look, this unique feel. And I'm just like, I guess, why didn't I ever think of that? Yeah. I've used actions before and you know, they'll have like these canned actions 
and they're so hard to like adjust afterwards. But like a preset, you can click it. Oh, this is like, looks like crap. It's way too much contrast. You can change that and make it look great. Yeah. So it's just like a starting point, you know? It's just a- And it's so easy and so fast. I know. I know. I know. So I'm, I'm used to looking at an image based on the layer structure. Like we came out with a magazine called Layer Mask because we wanted to investigate the architecture of how, of how an image was built and the layers that go into it. But when, when you really get into, you know, building an image and then color grading in Lightroom, it's a completely different way to look at it. And you do it more based on all of these virtual copies and like you're blowing through things quickly, making like minor adjustments to presets. So like you have a preset and then you'll spend maybe 10, 15, 20 seconds investigating a preset that you really like. And then if you don't like it, you're on to the next one, but you are able to go through so many looks so quickly. So timing is a big thing. Like you only have so much time in the day. You're able to see so much color so quickly. It's it, that to me has been like the biggest takeaway. Oh, and, far. And, and can we take a step back and he can see so much color quickly. And we gave him a color blindness test here and verified <laughs> that he is in fact red, green, colorblind. So yeah, a couple times yeah. in this tutorial, you're like, Hey, we need to stop. Can you see this like color bleeding on the edge? And the, it's like, no, I can't see that. Yeah. But so it, you'll like help me, but it's, but, but it's still amazing. Like you're, you have a solid gallery of work and arguably are known for your color in your work. And yet you have a color blindness and, and I'm it, hands up. I don't, I don't even know yeah, how to I, handle that. I think I, well, sometimes I'll get around that by like pumping up the saturation waste super high so I can see actually what colors are there. And then, you know, just to know in my mind, okay, this is blue, this is green, this is red, and then I'll pull it back down so it looks normal. But, you know, I've found little workarounds for it, but you know, it, it hasn't hindered me. Maybe it's made my style. Maybe since I'm, I guess it said I'm red green colorblind so yeah. all my images are mostly blue so maybe that's like i have noticed that over the yeah. course of this week yeah. you definitely go yeah. is that kind of weird or what combination no. i don't think it's i don't think it's but it's it's interesting even though in in a lot of your work you go to the the blue yellow as kind of default you don't always rest there so i mean obviously you've you have figured out a way for your brain and the tonality that your brain sees to understand color even though you can't see it's inherent true value and this has been from birth right it's it's been something you've always had or did did something yeah happen? i yeah, think right? it yeah i mean i started noticing it when i was like wearing a shirt that i thought was brown and someone would be like that's green you know so yeah yeah so i quickly realized that you know i might be colorblind but you've never actually taken the test. No, what's the point? I mean, <laughs> yes, you are. I kind of know I am. Well, so. we confirmed yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. yeah, we confirmed it in the tutorial with a test that he'd never seen or taken. Yeah, I mean, but I it, get by. Is it really a disability if it's always been something you haven't had? And it's so minor. Like, you you don't know what living without that. Yeah, color that's true. That's true. Worth. And you like, you can kind of, I mean, you can see red, right? It's just yeah, yeah. shades of red. It's like when things get des desaturated, it gets like impossible for me to tell. 
It's almost like uh, you're looking at a foreign language or something. You're like, oh, what color is this? Is it green? Is it brown? But it's but at the same time, it's it's kind of like you speak English and uh, you know a romantic language, right? You know one of the romantic languages, and you can kind of make out or or see enough of to make sense of things. I feel like that's the space you kind of live in because you've clearly adapted. You clearly understand it even when you can't see it in its in its true nature yeah a way i get around is like if i know what a color is if it's if something's black or something's blue and i have like say i have black pants and then navy blue pants it's hard to tell the difference if i just hold them together i can do that okay i can tell the difference so it's a lot of comparing so i'll do that in photoshop too but is that though based on like the tone one's lighter or the actual color of it you, does the color appear when they're next yeah to each the other? color appears so oh. it, it gets more difficult as colors get closer together and desaturated but yeah I mean it's it's part of color color theory so if you put like a blue next to a red it's gonna look more blue than if you put it next to a black so you know it's just part of like the techniques I've learned to get around it. And it's interesting too, because in your work, you tend to, you, you, you live, you like the HSL slider. So the hue saturation luminance sliders, but you live mostly in the saturation and the luminance. And, and I'm just thinking about this in this moment, in this conversation, I'm wondering if that's because the way that you're interpreting colors is more based on the luminance factors, which helps you understand color as a whole better. So what, what most people would perceive as potentially a disability you're actually making an advantage because you can oh, yeah. you can see color in a way that i can't see color that that could be it but honestly when i move that hue slider i don't see much of a difference right. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like uh can we change your last name uh, to like adjusted luminance instead of justin lister <laughs> like wait, earlier today when i was moving it around i was like yeah you see the color <laughs> changes and i'm looking at you guys to see if you're reacting to the color changing because it, it it's not doing that much for me. Yeah. I but mean, you, but, I'll, but uh, like but I said, cool I'll like get around that. I'll, I'll like boost the saturation all the way up. So it completely breaks the image and you see like these bright colors and then I can move it around and see the color. If it's vivid, I can see it. You know, if it's like desaturated, it's like a mystery to me. So when you're adjusting color, you tend to up the saturation basically. So you can kind of see where it, where it blows apart, where the, where it starts to pixelate or where it starts to deconstruct. And from there is where you're like, okay, let me make these adjustments, kind of bring it back in a realm where it's more constructed and then you desaturate it again. Yeah. I just like, if I do that, then I know in my mind, okay, this is blue, this is red, this is green. And then when I desaturate it, I just like, you know, intellectually, no, this space is blue. So then, you know, yeah, I can kind of get around the. It's interesting because it's always been a constant for you. So it's not like you're missing something. Like, you know, some people incur a disability halfway through life and then they know what they're missing. Yeah, that's true. But for you, it's always been a constant. So it's not like everything is normal to you. Yeah, that's true. And like, it's so for me, it's interesting to think about um, how you perceive certain things. So, it would be kind of funny to get him to take his approach to color grading, but only use like variations of red and let's see what that looks the, like. The, the more fun, the more fun. <laughs> right? the, Should we do that? Tomorrow? No, what would be really fun is if we got him those color correct. I was just thinking that, that. Have, the glasses that correct. I heard there's glasses that there like is, sunglasses absolutely. that'll correct do they that sell yeah. at Walgreens. I don't know, but if oh. we could get a hold of those and like 
put yeah, them on blow this, my mind. Maybe I'll start editing with that, time? and then my Wait, work would completely change. They're, they're, is it like I new mean, technology? You can see YouTube videos where like a guy who's colorblind his whole life puts them on, and then all of a sudden he can see colors. And oh, like, that'd the be guy freaking awesome! Crying because he's seeing colors like, for the. I'm first not gonna time. cry, but it'd be pretty cool. You might cry. <laughs> Who knows? Well, we got the monitor to do it with. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let's find out. Let's find out what we can order here. All right. If they're over three hundred dollars, it's on you. Talk. Let's agree to split them either way right now before he gets the price. <laughs> All right, so let's back up a little bit and talk about just more about you. So, where are you from? Where do you live? I grew up in like Monterey, California, on the coast. And uh, senior year in high school, my parents moved me to Topeka, Kansas. So it was quite a change. And I went to KU for college. I went to art and design. I always wanted to be an illustrator all through, you know, when I was really young. My dad was an artist and my grandpa was a painter. So, you know, I pursued that. And then, you know, life happened. I actually got sick and uh, needed a kidney transplant. And how old were you when that happened? Uh, 25. 25. Wow. Yeah, so... Uh, I actually met my wife because she was the pharmacist I was going to when I was sick. And then she ended up being like a perfect match for me for a kidney. So she I mean, ended up donating a me a kidney. Yeah, I know. So, right, so you told us this story the other night. I know. And we, we talked about it a little bit, but I want to talk and I want to ask questions that we didn't ask then or maybe that I just didn't remember. How long had you been going before you guys went on your first date and how did the first date happen? Who instigated it? Let's talk about Oh, that. she did totally. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, if we she call did, her up yeah. right now, would she agree yeah, to that? She like, yeah, she would. So she just thought you were a hottie and she wanted to see what's up. Yeah, exactly. And she was like in the middle of a divorce too. So I was like, she said, he's a cop. I was like, am I going to get fucking arrested for this? <laughs> so... <laughs> So, you know, we started out slow, went to breakfast or something, I think. And I remember she picked me up in a navigator. And you got to remember, I work construction. So <laughs> she's a pharmacist. So she pulls up in a navigator. I've never been in a car this nice. I'm like driving a 1993 Ford or something. So, so we go to breakfast. I remember it's icy out. She opens the door and busts her ass on the ground. You know, I was like, oh, this is not going good. <laughs> so so do you think you're going to get cut off at that point? Uh, no, I, you know, and how I liked years, her and she liked me. Ago? So is this, this is like 2007 or something. Uh, yeah. 2007. Yeah. Right, 2007. So, so we ate breakfast and, you know, she was cool. We got along and she's funny and like, I could tell she liked me and I liked her. So, you Were know, you, we just, we just kept you know, hanging out together. All right. So then how long after that first date did, and were you sick at that point? Or yeah, I was sick. So I had to take like a bunch of prescriptions and I was actually on chemo cause there, I had an autoimmune disease and uh, basically my immune system was attacking my kidneys. So they wanted to try to like knock that down. So I had to take like high doses of medicines and chemo for like a year. So basically, you know, during that period, we started hanging out and 
at one point they're like, you need to start thinking about a transplant. And she's like, oh, I'll donate to you. You know, and you get that a lot. You know, people would be like, I'll donate to you. But it's just all talk. So I didn't think much of it. But she actually went to the meeting with me, like at the hospital. And then they said, you should get tested. And we were like, well, we're different blood types. You know, that, that won't work. They said, actually, you know, if you're this blood type and you're this blood type, you can actually, you know, donate. Kind of crossover. Yeah. yeah. So she actually got tested and it turns out she was like a better match than my parents than anybody in my family. So after that, it was like a year of tests. And, you know, in the meantime, I was on dialysis and stuff. And, you know, all along the way, they're saying, you know, you don't have to do this, you know, because we're not telling married or anything. Yeah, they're yeah. telling her this. You know, we'll lie for you if you want. You know, we'll get you out of this. Uh, you know, and to her credit, she just went all the way with it. So in 2000, October 2008, I got a transplant. So what she was, donated. at that point, were you a photographer? No. So talk about the recovery and then, like, give us the rundown on, like, when you got the photography bug. I don't well, know. I did a little bit in uh, high school. And I always wanted to do something with art or something. And, you know, after like a near death experience, you like reevaluate your life and you're like, what the, you know, what am I doing? You know, I need to do, I have a short time. I need to do what I want to. So that's when I like started to pursue something else. And I thought, you know, photography would be a great way to make a living and something I could be passionate about. So that's when I started. You know, it took me a while to. All right. So, get what was the camera? Enough. What was the camera? You I was there? a Rebel, I think, Canon Rebel, like Which the one? old ancient the T, one, the T three I. Yeah, like way, way back. Do you remember what like your first lens was and like your experience with that lens? Yeah, it was like a Tokina, like super oh, wide yeah. angle. It was like it's eighteen like, to four hundred and eighty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I we went to Hawaii to get married, Maui, and I took some pictures that were actually really cool. And, you know, after that, I was totally hooked. I thought, I'm going to be a landscape photographer. Yeah. All right. All right. I mean, so, you sort of are still. <laughs> All right, real talk. Did you have, like, an awesome wedding photographer in Hawaii? And you're like, yeah, I'll the, get into that. No, actually, it was, like, the couple that did our ceremony, like, took my camera and took pictures of me, us. So, you know, that never, that connection never made for me. But... What happened was I had a friend get married and I took some pictures. It's always how it works. The always, always, yeah, always. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, that led to one more. And then the first job I got hired to do, you know, no contract. Um, you just didn't know better. You're just yeah. I didn't know jumping. better. And of course they didn't pay me. I did. <laughs> oh shit. Yeah. No, so no uh, that was a good lesson learned on your first one. So after that, it was like all so you business. Delivered, you delivered the Oh yeah. And yeah. Nothing. And nothing. they just ghosted you. Ghosted. Oh. You're, you're a pretty big person to try and yeah, ghost. Yeah. Like I wouldn't ghost you. <laughs> I know. I don't know. <laughs> like well, I, I, I would I, ghost me. Like and, lives in the gym and like, yeah. gets ghosted. <laughs> this dude's, yeah, this dude's yeah. I don't know. This is a lesson for you. Don't work out. It never works out. <laughs> All yeah, right, I don't so, know what he was thinking. All right, so <laughs> how many weddings do you think you've done? Because oh. there's there's two Justins that probably a lot of people don't know about. The, the Justin that I knew for a long time 
was like a fine art commercial editorial photographer that was doing incredible art. And then like I come to find out that you have this whole other website. It's not even a subdomain. <laughs> you know, it, it is a whole other website. And it's full of wedding photography. And it's great wedding photography. <laughs> I would have hired you for my wedding had I known yeah. about you. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you. But well, obviously they're so different. I kept them separate. I'm glad I did that, by the way. Nobody wants to hire like a no. fine art wedding photographer. No, I mean, we've heard this multiple times on the on the podcast where somebody said like, basically you had to separate your work in order to move into the work that you wanted to do. And that, that's what you ended up doing ultimately. Yeah, so would I rather work a nine to five or make four or $5,000 on one day on a weekend, you know, and just edit pictures all week? It was like a no brainer. So I, I'm not ashamed of it, you know, I would rather leverage a talent and make money and make a living than, you know, clock in and clock out. It's, yeah. It's funny. Like at the end of the day, no matter what type of photography you're doing, it's the best job on the fucking planet. Yeah, I know. As long as I have a camera like, in my hand, I don't care what I'm taking a picture of. It in doesn't the matter. So like when like photographers talk about it, it's, it's, it's funny to me because I haven't worked to actually do photography in a long time. So it's funny that like, in the photography community, like wedding photography always gets shits on. Oh yeah. People but, talk shit. And, and it is stressful. People shit on it for the wrong reason. Dude, because a lot of people it's like a stress. training ground. It's like yeah. boot camp for yeah. photography. No, I was about to say I like I've been to combat and I will bail out on <laughs> a wedding any day of the week because yeah. I don't like the stress. Like I don't want to have to be responsible for somebody's entire like if I screw up a fashion shoot, yeah. I screw up a portrait and anything, I could just be like, My bad, come back. Yeah, I screw up a wedding, game over. Like it's yeah, I, I don't want that in my life. Like I, I have mad respect for well, wedding photographers. So when, I don't want that in my life. You, David, when you were getting anxious or like were stressing about wedding photography, like in your mind, what was the worst thing that would happen to like make it the worst? So, so true story actually did happen. Oh, all right, <laughs> I've never heard this. I shot once upon a time. I shot a. I shot a same-sex couple's, uh, basically their engagement photos, and then pretty much we went just went to their ceremony after that. So kind of the pre prelim is, and the truth is the guy was a fashion designer, so I didn't actually want to do the wedding. I never wanted to do weddings. All I wanted to do was be like, well, I really want to shoot his fashion work, so this is seems like an easy way in. Went and shot it did everything and and it's it's really sad because of course on the same card i ended up having some of the photos of my son as a newborn but i have no idea what happened to that card i have no idea to this day what, what? happened to that card like i don't know if i reformatted it before i downloaded it i don't know if it just physically got lost but you know i, I basically sat down to start doing the photos and could not find them could not locate them and that's a horrible feeling. Like, I, I mean, you oh feel sick God. to your stomach when uh. you've lost something. And like, legitimately, like this guy wasn't paying me. I was just doing it because, again, I wanted access to his fashion line. I don't have access to his fashion line today. <laughs> just big surprise. I guess There's not, the spoiler. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, like, that was a major learning experience for me, one. But two, like, it, it still to this day makes me nauseous whenever I think about that moment. And so... Basically, like I never ever wanted to shoot anything wedding related, and I've I've done it as a second shooter before, where you know, kind of early on when I would just be like, "Here's the card, I'm done," and I walk away. But 
uh, yeah, I just don't, I can't, I don't want that drama in my life. Second shooters and weddings might be one of the best jobs in photography. <laughs> like you don't have to yeah, do that. They pay the crap. Like, I mean, you get a couple hundred bucks if you're lucky for, Oh, I pay, I pay double that. So, yeah, well, all still, right. Like, so, uh, all right, back, back to you then. All right. So how many shooters do you have on a, on a wedding? What, what I just have one extra, one extra. What's, what's your, I've probably done 200 wedding? weddings now. Really? Yeah, That's for a real. a lot of weddings. I know. It right, like so blew up right away. So I was making six figures my second year doing it. No doubt. Yeah. What's, what's the worst wedding? What's the worst oh, experience you've Oh, had? that's Let's easy. Hear. Let's not drop names. <laughs> that's Sorry. easy. That's easy. Other All than right. the first one that stiffed This you, girl was like <laughs> total drama queen. And so I'm shooting the family pictures in a church. And this is not a lie. So her grandma's in a wheelchair. And she's like, I don't want wheelchairs in my picture. And we're, I'm like, she can't stand up, you know, and the family's all confused. Like, what do we do? And, you know, they had to, <laughs> they had to take her out of the wheelchair, like carry her up onto the, the stage, I guess, whatever the, of the church. And the like altar. the altar. Yeah. The altar. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. And hold her up. Cause she didn't want freaking wheelchairs in her picture like her grandma's in a wheelchair i mean who cares who makes grandma get out of a yeah. damn wheelchair yeah and yeah the whole day was a nightmare make nana get up yeah. make nana get up and at this uh, point i guess you know, let me terrible. hear you say that ain't right at this point did you know photoshop enough to be like hey i can just brush that out <laughs> yeah she's just floating in the air <laughs> i'll just i'll brush it in the chair. i'll brush it in the chair Gotcha. I'll put a bush around it or something. <laughs> That's insane. No one puts Nan in a bush. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That, I, you know, she still hasn't ordered her album. Still, how long yeah, ago was this? So I know her mom. This was years ago, like probably seven years ago. Seven years and she hasn't ordered she her album? No. So I've talked to her mom like a million times because we lived in a small town at the time. And she would like come into the pharmacy. So Julie would talk to her too. And I'm like, is she ever going to order that album? And she's like, she's just so embarrassed at how she acted that day. So like, she doesn't want to order because she's so embarrassed about how she acted. Yeah. And that must have been. But it saved me, stuff. you know, 500 bucks. So I'm not going to get pissed. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if she doesn't, what was she paid for? Right, I mean, right. Oh, whatever. She's got, a, she's got a credit. Yeah. So you'd, you'd go out of Yeah, she already that. paid everything. Yeah. Uh, seven, yeah. Who waits seven years to get an album? Yeah. All right. So I don't even know if I have the images anymore, so it might not be question. possible. Yeah. Do you have something in your contract that says you have to order within? Yeah, six months. Oh, okay. uh, so you're so out of contract. Yeah. But I'm a nice guy, and I I don't ever follow. Yeah, that. I mean, I think I would if 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 I had the ability. I'm not an asshole. Back to me later on, yeah. I probably would do it too. Yeah. But I would probably. I Especially honestly, since they paid for it. I was about know? to say I would probably charge them the time that it took me to go look through the hard drives. But like other than that, I would I would do it. Yeah, you get same thought as I do. Yeah. All right, Justin. One of the takeaways I've had from you this week is you're like the chillest fucking dude ever. Like, yeah, sometimes. I, is that from California? Like, is that the stereotype? Like, yeah. Yeah, I think so. California. It's all the pot I smoke, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just my personality. It's down to earth. I know. Just Sorry, chill. How did you end up in Kansas? Though? What was the reason for that? His parents <laughs> just picked him up and rolled. Well, my parents were, well, so, you know, my dad's kind of crazy, actually. He's like bipolar. 
So one day I came home and there's like a for sale and sign in front of our house. It's like, we're moving to Kansas. It's like, what the hell is going on? You know, I'm a senior in high school. I don't want to go anywhere. I'm by the beach in the most beautiful place in the world. But, you know, what can I do? I'm like 17, 16. I can't remember. So I had to go. But, you know, Kansas is not that that bad, and I can still visit California. That's one way to look at it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> uh, I, I mean, in the I'm end. And we're right next door. We're neighbors. Yeah. You know, when I think about it, though, if I still lived there, I couldn't buy a house. Like oh, the California? cheapest house oh, yeah. where I live yeah, yeah. Well, is live at least 700000 right? oh, yeah. so, right, so I would be living with my parents, and I cannot handle that. Do you value uh, real estate over environment of, like, beach, mountains? Because, like, like, in Missouri, we have a – you're probably less trees than where we're at, but, like, we have a very similar um, environment, right? Like Kansas and – Not where I'm at. All right, where right. I'm at is – it's actually pretty beautiful. So it's completely <laughs> flat. You say St. Louis is beautiful. <laughs> no, no. no but it's I like kind of hilly, you know. It's more like Topeka. So I guess. But where I'm at, it's just completely flat. It's like amazing sunsets. It's it's really similar to the beach because you can see as like you have a perfect horizon, except it's wheat instead of, you know, the ocean. But. You know, it's actually a pretty amazing place. During harvest, though, it probably looks like the ocean. It does, and it sounds like it, too, because all the... (laughs) It does, for real. The the wheat is knocking together, and it's windy all the time. It sounds like the ocean. I started my military career in in Fort Riley, Kansas. Yeah, you're pretty close. Yeah, you're... I really enjoyed it. The Flint Hills, isn't it beautiful? It it was really... Like, it surprised me because, yeah, it really was super hilly, um... It was, I, I really enjoyed it there. I mean, great lakes. It was, it was a great place to, especially if you were into hunting and fishing and all that, which yeah. I really wasn't, but kind of embraced some of it because like, what else do you do when it's Kansas? Well, well, the advantage is, so we have this big house we built with a studio and it didn't cost that much and we have money to travel. So, you know, like three times a year, we'll go international trips. We have a, an airstream and we can travel across the country. So, you know, I can Wait. see all over the oh, place. Okay. You know, like one of yeah. those campers that yeah. looks silver. Yeah, we talked about this earlier. For, for a split second, I might be just too high. I thought you, <laughs> I thought you meant you had a jet. That's a jet. What is that? That called a jet stream or something? I, I think the jet stream is just a natural phenomenon oh, that people yeah. jump into. I don't think it's an actual yeah. thing. <laughs> what are those called, those jets? Uh, anyway. We don't know. What's going on. <laughs> it's way out. Of, we Razor don't need to know. Aerial we don't have enough money. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. All right. So, we've actually talked about this. Um, the jet stream is fucking awesome. Like, you show, you can show yeah, me. Airstream. Air <laughs> now you. Oh, I'm way too high in a pandemic, in a lockdown, under jet curfew. <laughs> there's, there's so many factors in my world right now that I it's know. hard to keep everything straight but hey guys we're making a good tutorial <laughs> he was losing his shit over there all right back i can't believe some of the stuff you're saying back to the gulf I, i'm stream. just realizing that all the pr that i'm back, gonna have to clean up later on. back to the gulf stream weed is legal in missouri 100 percent legal yeah right on. i right guess on. guess who has a prescription is it really legal yeah probably medicinal yeah and he's got a script 
screw. Yeah, he's kind of have us a screw I live, loose. I live maybe. in Texas, where basically uh, nothing is legal. I actually live in the city, the first city in the United States, in which they outlawed marijuana. And the whole reason that you call it marijuana instead of anything else came from that campaign. I don't call it marijuana. I'm just saying how other people call it. You call it weed. He's a history buff, by <laughs> the way. He keeps dropping knowledge on David us this whole time. A, he's such a history buff. I know. And he like corrects me like when I say stuff. He's like, I like that about This David. is the real history. Yeah. But yeah, I like that too. I like facts. That. There's a lot of facts in my noggin for yeah. some reason. I know. I don't know where it is. I can't. <laughs> I can't keep them up there. They fall out. As soon as they go up there, they fall right out. All right, back to the, the Gulf Stream. The Gulf Stream. Airstream, Airstream. <laughs> Back to the Gulf Stream. All right, tell me about this thing, and what do you guys do in it? Not like everything, <laughs> not like everything but, you know. No, we just, like, towed across the country and go camping, like, at national parks. I think we've been to every single national park west of Kansas. And you know, have you been to White Sands? Yep. Nice. Been to like stop by. My house is like forty minutes from there. Really? Yeah. Yeah, we've been to like some of the standouts are like in Arizona. There's a petrified forest national park. It's freaking weird. There's like red trees. They're rocks coming out of a desert. And uh, yeah, so we we're gonna start going east now. But um, kind of our. Have you been to Four Corners? Yep. Man, so I, I grew up been in Colorado to, and I've never been down. Dude, there. we've been to. Um, What's your favorite? What's a favorite? Place uh, you've been? Well, we went to Death Valley, and you know we almost didn't make it because if you ever ever been to Death Valley, you have to drive downhill. Yeah. For like two hours, and if you're pulling like a five thousand dollar camp or five thousand pound camper. You're just using your brakes the entire time. So it's like scary as hell. But when we got down there, it rained. It rained. And well, I had a a Ford with a six cylinder engine, like an EcoBoost. So if you shift down, the displacement of the motor isn't enough to like slow it down enough. But anyway, when we got to Death Valley, it rained. In Death Valley? Yeah, it was. They were like, I've never seen this before. I've been here 20 years, the people were saying. That's crazy. It, like, the entire time it rained? Yeah. And then I guess after we left, there was a super bloom. I guess that happens like once every 100 years. It's oh, a super bloom. Wait, wait, what's a super bloom? It's like all the seeds from 100 years bloom all at once. Oh, because Yeah, the rain. it's like the entire desert is flowers. Yeah, I guess it's pretty crazy. <laughs> How many days did you miss it by? <laughs> Well, we're not going to stay there for like the plants to grow, you know. Was it like a day or was it like No, it was like days. a week or two later. All right. Yeah, it was pretty cool. All right, so we're done with the the Gulf Stream jet. <laughs> and now we're back to photography. All right. What do you want to talk about, Justin? Like what what did you get out of this week so far and what do you want people to know more about Justin Lister because you're a little bit of a private individual keep to yourself you're about you're, you're about positivity that I've that I've picked up he's about healthy choice dinners he- oh this dude's <laughs> healthy this dude's healthy and jacked as shit <laughs> so like I've been learning about a lot of everything you do in like your life and how you do it and it's incredible um, so what do you want people to know about you 
Well, I, I just want people to know I'm, you know, just a regular person. And uh, I started from, you know, the bottom, like everybody and now else you're does. here. <laughs> well, yeah. I'm not there yet, Sorry, but, I, but I'm on the way. You, you shouldn't have done that. You shouldn't have done that. <laughs> I don't know. I, I listened to too much Drake. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, well, I want people to get better at, you know, color work. I want to elevate their work. You know, I've edited so many images. Just think 200 weddings times 2000. How many images is that? You know, you do 2000 images for every. Well, you have a thousand for you. Cause you have two cameras. And then a thousand for your second shooter. Okay, you gotta so edit all if we those. can rewind, that's another reason I don't want to be a wedding photographer. Two thousand images that I gotta edit, my head would explode. Yeah, I know. And it, depending on the second shooter, you might have more. But you're there for you know eight hours of shooting, and if you don't shoot, there's a tendency to feel like you're not getting their money's worth. So <laughs> there's a tendency to shoot too much. But yeah, so I've you know heard a lot of people talk shit on that that's a hard on industry. weddings on Lightroom, and you know i just kind of want to clear it up it's funny that if you look hard enough there's people talking shit about everything yeah there is everywhere so i don't think you even really have to look that hard no just well, hop on social media for 2.5 seconds and everybody's talking trash that's definitely true everybody's got an opinion nowadays Everyone i'll open this yeah. beer not a, guys, I just want you to know he's drinking a white claw. He's on board with the white claw. He's well, that's wicked all there is here. For the record, I gave him the white claw. Um, it's actually pretty good. I like this stuff. You know, only a few months ago in Vegas at the WPPI podcast, I started getting into white claw. Because These are kind of dangerous, though. They're danger water. There's, it's danger water. Wicked you, water. Wicked water. It's wicked water. Wicked water that David called it. <laughs> I heard I just, you had a horrible migraine I just there. Like, I, in Vegas? Yeah. No, I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> That's from drinking White Claw. No, I didn't drink anything there. Yeah. No, he was sneaking it. What are you talking about? I was never drunk once in WPPI. Not one time. That's True right. story. That's right. It was so what did you guys do at WPPI? Uh, we did a lot of this. We did a lot of podcasting. Um, and other than that, we went to parties. Because <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, Vegas is... Not as cool as it sounds. I've been there a few times. It's kind of a waste of money. Vegas is the whole I, town I need to or go WPPI? To w oh, I've never been there. Oh, okay. But Vegas is the whole town. Yeah. But well, I don't really gamble. I think I might go next year. Just, just had a good time. It was fun. Do you, do you think there will be a WPPI next year in Vegas? I don't know. So I went to um, PhotoFest. It's like a fine art. Yeah, the Palm Springs? No. No? PhotoFest in Houston. Oh, okay. This year. So every he, other he year. To me, like, because it's in the same state, like, I should know. You know, like, <laughs> Houston's like a, the other side of the world for me. <laughs> yeah, Texas I mean, I know where big. Houston is clearly, but I'm just saying, like, in relevance to me in Texas, it's on the, it, made, it might as well be another state. Yeah, I was literally there the week of the pandemic. So in Houston? Yeah. So, so the, November 2019. <laughs> no, not that early. It's like it was March. like it was March. I know seventh or March, something like is that. Is there yeah. is there a first date? What's the first date for you, or do you have one? Both of you. First date for for COVID? the pandemic. Oh, the so date? the fifteenth, my business was shut down by the on March by the 15th? state. Yeah, March fifteenth. I I I quarantined in, stopped going anywhere 
uh, the third week of April. So before coming here and quarantining all over, I haven't been anywhere since the third week of April. Damn. So I no, 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 not April, May. Sorry, May. Like I, I went in not May. What March comes first? You're that one. March. March. Yeah. <laughs> the other in one. Yeah. So holy crap. Let's edit all that. But. <laughs> Forget all the things that they just said about me knowing crap. I don't even know what month it is. So the third week of March, because I spent so my that was even after me. I spent my uh, yeah, I spent my my birthday in in quarantine. So that's dude, the, the third week of March, then April, May, June, whatever. I've been in quarantine dude, a long month. Math is hard. <laughs> really, like at the end of the day, like this all feels like Groundhog Day. I I don't even really, especially like we've been dude. in studio for days with in the dark. Like I don't, I don't really know anymore. Yeah. Yeah, so real quick, at PhotoFest at, let's see, in March, I met um, a couple of photographers. Uh, so we went to dinner. Uh, there's this guy, Klaus Enrique. He makes this amazing fine artwork that's actually like portraits made of vegetables. It sounds wow. kind of crazy, but he like does still like he life. He makes them and then he photographs them? Yeah. Okay. And then he'll do it in stages. He'll like burn the sculpture he made and then photograph it and like they're amazingly beautiful and they they actually look like real faces and stuff and he only uses like before yeah yeah, so he lives in new york anyway so we went out to dinner with like the editor of national geographic and a couple other girls and one of the girls was like during dinner oh no 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 stay away from me a little bit because i just got back from china i was like what you know i'm and she's saying she doesn't feel good no, she feels good, but she's like, I don't know, you know, just just be careful. And I'm like sitting right next to her. And then sure enough, like two days after I get back, I get sick, like flu, like fever. So I like go to the hospital, you know, because I have a kidney transplant. Right, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you would be in the high risk category. I know. So they like test me and they're like, oh, you have influenza A. Oh. So, you know, I was like, oh my God, thank you. <laughs> The only time in life that anybody will ever wipe their brow and say, thank you that I have the flu, but yeah, I can feel you. Like, so I've been quarantined since crazy. then, but it, it was actually good to have a break. Just relax. So I actually didn't do anything. March, March, March 7th. Yeah. Wow. You went in before me. All right. So back to you, David, what do you mean by when you started quarantine? Like what was your day like in terms of like in, in one week, did you go to the grocery store? Did your wife, did you guys go together? Like, like what did that look like? And For do us? you even remember like yeah. the last three months of like how often that happened and when did it happen? So, like, I mean, and how did it feel for you? We're big Costco shoppers, number one. So oh, yeah. our regular thing is to kind of go stock up on stuff. So honestly, like we had just done our, our kind of our, our monthly <laughs> big shop at Costco when this whole thing went down. So we never worried about toilet paper because we already had the big like 36 roll and, and you know they and, and you do, i don't know if you guys knew you this guys remember double ply yeah that, I mean, was that was still that's still there for me because this is still the same supply but like we had just gone so basically we were we were chill and then after that uh once we had to start going back to the grocery store 
it was already I, done. No, man, I ran like field operations, decontaminations. If you've, if you're listening to this and you've ever been in the military, like I bleached down my garage. Oh, tape you're line, like my was, neighbors. Dude, I was, I was for real. I was like, I, mean, I don't know what the hell's going on. And clearly neither <laughs> does anybody else. I'm going to wait and figure out what the hell is really going on. But, but until then, I'm going to. And then you find out it doesn't live on surfaces. Like, hey. I played the cautionary tale. Like I, I, I would rather, I would rather everything be cool before and find out that I basically wasted a ton of time than I would, you know, you got the Rona. <laughs> Dude, I was like working out in my garage and I could see my neighbor across the street go through her like decamp contamination process for groceries. And she was still out there like an hour after I was done working out. She'd like take them out of the car, like wipe them down with wipes, take their gloves off. And then wipe them down again, and it's like, oh my god! Are she going to some next level? Like, yeah, I just had a clean and dirty side. That was it. Because I don't know what your garage gym looks like. When <laughs> you said that, I pictured you with this like huge steel bar, like yeah, on that's, your, it. On that's your it. your shoulders, it. but hanging from those steel bars were these like huge jugs of water. Like, <laughs> no. Every time you came down, like water would splash <laughs> out. It's actually weights. Like made of steel. Yeah, oh. he, he, he already talked about. It. He, has a, he has one of those rogue, like rogue way to crush my dreams. Yeah, in his crush. I'd rather uh, have a dirty car or dirty truck than a like flimsy arms. I guess. Thanks, dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a personal. Yeah, he, yeah, he like literally looked at me in the eye, funny into my soul looked, when he said that. He looked across <laughs> the table like dead into my soul and was like, "I'd rather have flimsy arms." Thanks, thanks, thanks. What's funny is like we built our house with 10 foot ceilings in the basement which is the studio and 10 foot ceilings in the main floor so our garage has like 35 foot ceilings vaulted it's like when you go in there and three-car garage when you go in there it's like you could have a rock climbing gym in there or something did you it's see hilarious. 35 foot yeah it's in insane garage? yeah I don't know What's, what the builder was thinking. They just didn't cap it and like leave a like. I mean, Wait, I would put an did attic. Did you design with like, and build it, or did, I mean, did no, you like, buy it? Legit, he could have a three no, floor we, attic. No, we designed and built it, and you know they thought I was crazy when I wanted ten foot ceilings in the basement. But it's like that's the studio. I need ten foot ceilings. Yeah, I would have gone. And then everybody knows like a garage is actually lower. Yeah. And then there's a stem wall that's like two feet tall. Yeah. And then the way our house was designed is it has a gable, you know, like a point on the, over the garage. Well aware of the gable. Yeah. yeah. So with the gable, the 20 foot ceilings, and then the two foot stem wall, it's fucking tall. It's insane. So why don't you build like floors in there and just have like a wicked cool attic? Yeah, because I'm out of money. I paid for this house. <laughs> What if David and I sprung for like a half of a floor and we put bunk beds up there and you gave us a key to the garage and we could always come to crash. So it's just like yeah, whenever totally. we're, whenever yeah. we're in It was Kansas. a second story secret like floor in his 35 foot garage. <laughs> just just for whenever we're in Kansas. For the we pandemic. could probably put it together for 800 bucks. If we'd oh, definitely. Yeah, if we don't want, yeah. I mean like it's all the insulation. The and any investments you want to make. The you had in your eyes are oh definitely we yeah. go to Home Depot right now. Oh yeah, I could build that crap. <laughs> You know what's the problem is though the garage door like yeah we'd have to redesign tall, it like if it's that tall we can totally get above the rails well you'd have to like change the garage door to go vertical but anyway no, no, no man like it, if it comes all the way back we we could put the stairs in the above back. it yeah yeah we can get above those rails I'm already I'm already putting together a plan in my mind 
<laughs> Did you used to build stuff? I build stuff to this day. I love woodworking. Yeah, okay. I, I, I built houses and, and barns. On rock and roll, I built this city. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you know, sing, you it know you sing it now. Sing it. Sing it this city. We don't want me to say. I'm not gonna do City on rock and roll. You kind of nobody wants to hear You're pulling in some Adam Sandler there. I built this city. I built this city on rock. What you think? I'm not gonna bring in some Adam Sandler here. Did you guys watch that new like Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? No, conditioner is better. It makes the hair silky and smooth. That was really good. Did you watch that new Adam Sandler movie on Netflix? Which one's the new one? It's like David Spade is, it's called The Wrong Emily or something. Wrong hole. (laughs) And he like goes on this blind date and this fucking nightmare blind date, you know, and he tries to escape out of the bathroom. And then he like later on meets this super hot girl, like supermodel, and she likes him. And they have the same name and he's like going on a trip for his, uh, for his business like in Hawaii. And he like thinks he's texting the new girl, the hot one, but he's texting that crazy ass one. So she shows up to Hawaii like at his conference. It's uh, fucking hilarious. You gotta see it. I, like, I gotta see this. I love Adam Sandler. I yeah, he's Adam not Sandler. in it, but Back David Spade is. Oh, wait but he wrote David it. Spade. <laughs> How did we get on David Spade? Oh, Adam Sandler wrote it. Yeah, it's, got you it. know, he has got to deal with Netflix. Yeah, just that, that just, Jumped my mind into that whole thing. I was like, we run to David Spade. Have you seen Uncut Gems? Oh, it sucks. It's horrible. Oh, you didn't like it? What didn't you like about it? Oh, the music sounds like Nintendo music. Dude, it's the only movie that I've walked out of in the theater. Oh, you walked out of it? Yeah, halfway through. It's like halfway through. All this crazy fucking music. It's insane. Yeah, listen to it. I've only seen it once. I remember feeling very uneasy. I saw it like during the pe- during the pandemic. So like shit was starting to happen. This is early March. Mo and I watched it. And oh my God, like it made me uncomfortable the whole time, which yeah. I liked. I liked feeling that way. But I don't remember Nintendo music. I'm going to have to watch <laughs> yeah. it. Again. Oh, it's so blaring. Should we watch and it after I, this? It's like, have you seen it? No, I have no idea what we're even oh, talking about. I don't oh, even know how it ends and I don't give a shit. I, I just like... <laughs> Did the whole see- time I hoped that he was going to die, you know, because, like, I hated his character. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. He was such an asshole and a prick. And then the whole premise is just... it's not just, really a spoiler if you don't know how it ends, right? The whole yeah, premise true. is, like, true. you know, totally un- unreal. Like, Kevin Garnett likes this stupid rock that looks like shit, and he wants, like, it... And he gives his ring for it. You know, it's so stupid. That's, that's how crazy it is, though. You know, <laughs> this like, rock, it looks like just I, a rock I found dude, in my yard. That's the equivalent, though, of you making some of your images. That shit ain't real. That shit looks crazy. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's the same thing. But it's a narrative <laughs> story. But somehow right? you like the crazy. Right? Sometimes we all come back to just like like liking crazy. different degrees of crazy. And just what medium do you like crazy in? You know what I mean? Yeah, Definitely watch the movie again when you're not high and you'll girlfriend. see what I'm seeing. Uh, no, thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you, sir. <laughs> it's not good. All right, Justin. So where can people find more of your work? Uh, are you trying to cut the podcast off? <laughs> oh, we've had a long day here, guys. Yeah, that is him cutting the podcast I'm just up. trying to say, like, <laughs> we, we got to talk. We got to wrap it up. We got to wrap it up. Shut up, Carrie. 
Yeah, you can go to Instagram, Justin Lister Photo, or justinlister.com to see my website. Awesome. And, of course, you have a Pro-EDU tutorial in the works right now. Yeah. When's right. that going to come out? Man. Really, as soon as really you fucking soon. finish it, Justin. Probably, all right. <laughs> it'll probably come out faster than this will come out. <laughs> you know what? This might not make you know the what? cut. I'm going to publish this tomorrow. Oh, geez. Watch I'm when we hear it. He's tomorrow. like, you still have to cut it. Because we screwed up and <laughs> we, we have to it on SD it. cards. <laughs> Mini SD cards. Did you guys that. know that uh, we actually started from the bottom and now, now we're, we're here? here. <laughs> can, we, <laughs> can we hear that from you one time, Justin? Uh, I'm not going to wrap it. Come on, just, no, just, just say, just, just say like, just I started from the bottom, eloquent. now I'm here. I started from the bottom and now I'm here. That's damn right you are. And we brought it back. Yes. We brought it back. All right, All right gentlemen. Should we, should we wrap this up and Let's go eat Let's wrap it and yeah, go eat thank dinner. you. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Pro EDU podcast. I sure could use a white claw right about now. Well, that's all for today's podcast. Join us next time for more interesting discussion about the wonderful world of photography and her dark magical secrets. I'm fascinated with Instagram. It's such a simple construct. Just take a picture and post it on the internet. The other day, I took a picture of my neighbor's pet rabbit. He told me not to post it, but, you know, I did anyway. Wow. <laughs>